This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. want to remind you, the Top 1660 is back on The Zone Sports Network. Listen every day, 1.30 as Hans and Scotty G will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as they count you down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon only here on The Zone Sports Network. Speaking of college sports, Gordon, name, image, and likeness. Still a thing. Yes, it is. We're a weekend. The athletic director Mark of Utah, Mark Harlan, jumped on with DJ and PK yesterday, and we thought we'd uh, play a portion of that conversation as we try and navigate these new waters. Let's do it. So you have a football program that is extremely high profile. Everyone knows that. And you've got some guys on that team that people would want to uh, align with. It's clear, right? I mean, they're good students. They're good athletes. They're good people and all that stuff. And so uh, I would think that they've already been uh, inquired about as far as that goes. From the university's perspective, we were just talking about how universities would like to be involved. What is your level from a university standpoint in terms of reviewing and almost to the point, I don't know if approving is the right word, but what's going to be the connection there? Well, you know, obviously we talked about this being a weekend. What is literally eight days in is us finally getting the structures of, of what the quote-unquote rules of engagement are. I mean, right up until the 11th hour, well-documented, uh, we did not have any structure uh, from, from the NCAA and how this would work. And, of course, you guys know we're in a state that does not have specifications via state law. So when midnight on July 1st uh, came about, or I should say 1201, you know, we really had an opportunity to kind of do what we thought was the very best for our students. And so we've kind of crafted along those lines. And so what we've really done is, is talked about how to do this with our students, right? How to. So the how to would be Come forward with concepts, ideas, things that you want to do. Work with our compliance office. Get some basic understandings of, of how this would work, some understanding of, of anything that may come about. And, of course, we're talking there about tax issues, if we've got kids on Pell Grant, if, if there's effects to that. Um, we also want to make sure that they do understand, which has not been widely reported, that there is still some eligibility items we have to, we have to work on. If they're doing a deal that's inducing them to stay at the University of Utah, if it's an incoming kid, to come to Utah, that will affect their eligibility. They have to do things that are straight pay for work, endorsement for work that are similar market values. So we've that what other people would get. So we're we're working with them on all that. Um, the best thing we've we've really been able to do here, and something I'm really proud of, is Sharmel Green, our deputy AD and chief operating officer, who's leading this initiative. She just developed this incredible partnership with her team with the business school on campus. And that's the Lasan Institute, which is a great entrepreneurship program here. And so we're working with those people to work with our students to kind of craft how they want to move forward in their brand, how they want to do certain things. 
So that's what kind of we're seeing a lot of that right now, just explanation, how to, those kind of things. And we've certainly seen some activity. Um, we've certainly seen some of our students start to do things that we're excited about. They're maybe not getting the publicity of Master P's kid, right, or those kind of things. But we're seeing some chip away at different opportunities that I think will be great for them. So are the early businesses that in, are interested, are they uh, businesses that have already been aligned with the university? Is it brand new? Are they more digital? Are they more brick and mortar? Are there any early trends? Uh, you know, I think what we're seeing is, is kind, of a, kind of a mixture. We're seeing, uh, we're seeing some social media spaces, of course. We're seeing some Cameo. I'm sure your listeners know what Cameo is, and we thought this from the very beginning would be common. That's where our students can go on and and give messages and videos to, to folks that want to pay for that. It could be happy birthday messages. It could be reaching out and speaking to somebody. We're seeing some limited uh, work on Cameo. Uh, we're seeing some, uh, you know, other type, again, social media type things. And I think we always knew that that would be really common. And so we're not surprised by, by any of that. But at the end of the day, there's two things that come to mind, right? One, it's July, right? And this is a time that our student-athletes either are in complete rest mode, uh, taking a mental and physical break, or if the case of our fall sports, they're deep involved in their summer conditioning program. And you got to have a lot of time to do this stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, it's up to them to do the work, uh, to reach out, do all those things. And it, it's just going to take some time and it's going to take some initiative. So I think we're seeing a, a small percentage of our kids that are involved. The rest of them are just kind of watching, and trying to figure out if they want to jump in. I don't know if concern is the right word here, Mark, but what is the level of interest, if it is concern, from the coaching perspective as how is it going to affect the teams? Well, I mean, certainly that's been a big narrative for the last year plus on this is how does this all come in and how does the, uh, you know, the star athlete on any team, he or she get money and the others don't. You know, these are all the, the things that were of concern to, my, to many but it really hasn't been that big of a concern for us here because, you know, maybe we're just real proud and, and confident of our coaches and how they handle team dynamics and the expectations. Um, and I think we got great kids here. I don't think a kid wants to come in and cause friction on his team by doing something that's unseemly or getting way far ahead of anybody. I mean, I'm sure we're going to have a couple incidents here and there, I mean, just like any place, but not too concerned about it. You know, not too concerned. Um, that it's going to cause cause issues. Obviously, that's up to the coaches. Uh, you know, before July one and after July one, and work with. Mark, you're breaking up there. We've lost the last uh, twenty seconds or so here. So, uh, Yak, you want to pick him up and talk to him, see if you can uh, reestablish that, and we want to hear that answer. And answers to come from Mark Harlan, Utah Athletic. Director. Oh, I'm just getting started here. <laughs> I bet you are actually. There's a lot of questions with this. Yeah, I want to go. In I think the time ahead. thing is is a big deal. What do you mean? Well, we hear how busy these student athletes are. I mean, we talk to them. You know, Jalen Johnson graduating three years, uh, trying to get to a place where he can go in and compete in the NFL right away. And you talk to him about social life and the college experiences. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah, but you got time to make money though. It's another yeah. story. Money, money talks, my man. And we all know that. All right, we got Mark Harlan back on. Sorry, Mark, can you go over that? But we just didn't hear the last 20 or 30 seconds there. Clearly, I, I need to get a better endorsement with a cell phone. There you go. But, uh, <laughs> no, I was, I was just saying team, dy team dynamics have been something that have been concerned, you know, of concern, I think, by, 
by a lot of different folks, but we just haven't seen any issue with that, nor in all our educational work. We've been meeting with our students for weeks on this. It's just not something that, uh, you know, we really believe is going to be an issue here. I think most kids, if they have an opportunity to earn well or do things, I think most of their teammates would be proud of them and happy for them. Um, I think if you start getting team dynamics that appear because of that, you probably had something else that was brewing anyway. So I'm, I'm confident our coaches will be able to handle whatever comes uh, in regards to that. So I'm curious, you compete inside the Pac-12 conference and you compete with these other 11 schools, so you want to have an edge on them. On the other hand, you also work together with them and the brand is all one and you certainly share ideas and best practices. So how does it work with name, image, and likeness? How much is sharing is going on with this and how much of this is, I want to tell those guys, we got to beat those guys. We're recruiting against those guys. Yeah, I mean, we've been working pretty closely together on it. I mean, as I said, we, we've been dealing with all the, the issues with, with what was going to come from Indianapolis via the NCAA on this. So we've been working real close with the member schools in our conference and, of course, the conference officials. Um, there has been some sharing of best practice, particularly on the education piece. Uh, how does your compliance office work? What maybe third-party vendors are you using to help with, with some of the things? But um, it, it really hasn't been kind of a – uh, a secret thing. I mean, I'm sure we have some IP, so to speak, that we haven't shared with everybody, and I'm sure they would do the same. But by and by, it's been a very collaborative process. A lot of this, as far as kids getting opportunities, not exclusively by any stretch, but some of it's going to be based on their personalities. And the way their personalities have gotten out to the public has been through the free media interviews and they've got to play well and all that stuff, but they, you know, they've got to be able to handle themselves in front of microphones and cameras and whatnot. And that's a learning experience unto itself. And you see kids come in and be very shy as freshmen by the time they're juniors and seniors. And they're very, very comfortable. And I can list a ton of uh, Utah athletes that have just been marvelous at it. Brian Johnson comes to mind back in the undefeated season in uh, football, the last one that you had there. So I'm wondering how much is this going to change the sports information aspect of it in terms of allowing kids to be accessible to be able to show their personalities as they develop? Well, in my mind, I think it can only help it. And, and let me tell you why. One, team rules are still going to apply, right? So team rules are always going to be clear that there's obligations you have to be a Utah student-athlete, and one of them is you have to engage with the media when asked, uh, whether that be post-game, during the week, whatever. I mean, there's, there's not a situation that we would allow for, for a kid to say, I'm not doing that, unless it's unrelated to uh, you know, something they're dealing with with their health or anything like that. That's a different story. So I think if you look at it from the perspective of it gives him or her an opportunity uh, to, to show themselves and to see those personalities. You mentioned Brian, and, and there's so many others we could mention that, uh, that, that are great. And that's an opportunity uh, to put themselves out there. So I think we'll probably see more kids want to get involved if they believe that'll help them with their brand and, and those kind of things. But we're not going to get in a situation where, uh, I'm sorry, Paul Kirk, our great uh, communication director, I'm not going to do that today because, you know, my agent says I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do that. We're, we're, not, we're not going to allow for that, nor do we have any anticipation that our students would push back on that. Mark Harlan joining us right now, University of Utah Athletic Director. So where do you think this is going to be a year from now? 
Have you got any idea where this is going, or is it just hold on tight? I really think it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty simple. You know, the rule is there now. You can do that. I think a year from now, the students, particularly the ones that have been here on campus, you know, freshmen will always go through uh, the indoctrination process of this. But I think students will understand how much time they have for this. Remember, they still got to be a college student. They still have to do all the things they need to do to compete. And that time that's left, I think they will uh, figure that out. And where they want to jump in, jump in. You know, I think it's the headline for me, and it's, I've been saying this publicly for a while, the sky is not falling. Uh, you know, we'll kick off the ball on Saturdays and sometimes Thursday nights, and, and we'll, move, we'll move forward. Um, we also know that there will be things that we'll all read about and think, hmm, you know, uh, nationally, that, that kid went there, and, you know, we'll scratch our head. But I think we do that now, yeah. right, don't we? We, we, we? we do that now. So I think, I think it's probably going to um, probably settle into what I always thought, about 10 or 15% of our student-athletes will really engage in it and have an opportunity, and the rest, if something comes their way, they'll come forward and we'll help them do it. Throughout your uh, career as an athletic administrator, you've worked in a lot of different places and some bigger places where they've had pro teams of all sorts and even multiples down there, obviously, in the Los Angeles area. And then you come to a place, you're down in Tucson, you come to a place here like Salt Lake, and you know full well that college football, these guys, in, in, in essence, are our professionals. And we, the media, cover the, the heck out of college football and make a big deal of it. We're someplace like in the Phoenix area, you know, I've said it a million times, uh, the Devils can have a huge win and you turn on sports radio and they get to it two and a half hours into the show because they spend the first time uh, portion of it talking about the Cardinals because the pros are where it's at. So my point for you is do you think that this could be an advantage in terms of recruiting, even though you're not allowed to recruit to it, but the kid and his people can be smart enough to realize, hey, if I go to a place like Salt Lake, college football is the only show in town basically at that time of year, so it might be able to help me financially. Yeah, no, obviously I, I do believe that. I do think that uh, it's a special place to compete here in Salt Lake at the University of Utah. You know, all the sellouts if we're talking about football and, of course, some of our other sports as well. But, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's obviously a place where you can get a lot of engagement from fans, from media. And I think that that's just something that any young man, if we're talking about football now, is going to look at. You know, but I also believe the other things are important. Who's going to coach you? Uh, what kind of facilities do you have? What kind of university? What kind of degree? Uh, who are you going to play? Uh, you know, is it a full stadium? All those things will still be a part of the equation for a young man. I don't think any one thing, again, I'm talking about mass majority of the time, I don't think any one thing uh, will, will take you over the top. I do say on this particular subject as they dive in, I think any kid or parent will look at what you just said and, and be pretty excited about sending a young person to the University of Utah. Let me make it clear. You can't go, the rule is, is you can't go and induce someone to come here to University of X by saying, hey, you come here and I'll set this deal up for you. Right. But what you can say as time goes by, you know, you can say, listen, here's our Lasan entrepreneurship partnership. Here's the things we're doing. Here's how if you engage in this experience, we're going to help you. We're going to educate you. We're going to make sure that uh, you've done this the right way, stay eligible and have great opportunities. Here's a look at some examples, you know, of other kids that have done great things. They did the work. You can come in and do that, too. That's all fine. And we look forward to, to really showing that off as, as time goes on. So how savvy do you think that 
athletes, their parents, and uh, their high school coaches, whoever the other mentor influencers are, as far as over time realizing, hey, you go to Oregon and you partner with Nike and you go to L.A. and especially SC and there's all these opportunities in uh, Hollywood. And, you know, in Salt Lake, there's the spotlight because there aren't as many pro sports. You know, there's not Major League Baseball in the NFL. Uh, how savvy do you think people get on the other end of the recruiting spectrum without your coaches or any coaches in any school having to say anything? Well, listen, I, I know there's always the fringe on either side of any, any issues. At the end of the day, most, most parents that I meet with, they, they, they want to talk about how they're, again, football here, how their young man's going to be treated. Uh, how they're going to have the ability to to graduate, have a great experience. Uh, that's the majority of conversations that we we have with parents. It doesn't mean that they want to uh, don't want to make sure that their son has the opportunity to earn if if he's got the time. But most parents are those like parents of always. They they want their son to come in and have a great opportunity to to get better, grow, um, and that's what we we focus in on. Listen, I, I know there's going to be headlines. I saw the one at, at Oregon yesterday by Kevon, and that's a great opportunity for him. And I'm sure Deadline will have someone that, that has something like that that everyone will be reading and talking about. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you, you know, what, what parents and families cared about before July 1 is still heavily prevalent today. How's the South End Zone project going? King Golf Red Zone is going great. Uh, it is. Uh, it's just amazing. Every every week, uh, you just see more changes, particularly now in the interior. Uh, very excited about where it stands. You know, we've got very few uh, you know, seats left in there. We're, we're now kind of segueing to filling up the uh, you know the return of the bleacher seats that will kind of go up on each side as, as, it, as it heads up there. Uh, really excited about it. Students are excited about it. Uh, really look forward to some of the open house stuff we're going to do in August. So, so all fans, whether or not they're sitting in there or not, can come in and take a look. You know, underreported about all of this is the new space downstairs. Uh, dare I say, guys, a whole new media area. I know you'll miss the Crocker Room a lot, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but a whole new new media area. Incredible locker room for the youths. Great recruiting areas that we can walk students by. Uh, just, just an amazing uh, facility, a, a club down there that's going to fit up to 900 people, a field club. The team will run out and pregame right through the, the crowd. It's going to be special. And, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day who tried to scientifically explain now how the sound will be trapped uh, in, in the south there. It won't head out toward the street. So you can imagine if uh, possible it's even going to be louder than ever. So. Uh, we can't wait to get that that started, and uh, it's amazing to think that's a couple months away. Mark Harlan from DJ and PK yesterday, always good. Um, in fact, we've had all the athletic directors on the station since the NIL rules passed, so it's good to good to hear how these universities are handling it, at least until legislation from the state, which I assume is coming at some point. Uh, comes in to to lay some further groundwork. Yeah, hopefully uh, all the institutions will make it a double benefit for the uh, the athletes where they can learn about this stuff and make some money at the same time. Um, PK asked him about the, uh, the project at the stadium. You've driven by there, Jake. That looks pretty sweet from the outside, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it does. I'm, I'm eager to see what that looks like, what that's going to look like. Uh, that stadium, I think that's sort of 
I don't know, I want to call it the finishing touch, but it's improving the aesthetics of the stadium from the outside. And I imagine from the inside, it's probably the same same feel. Yeah, those locker rooms needed doing. That needed to happen. Yeah. So, anything worth doing, Gordon? Worth doing right. Worth that's doing what, right. That's what Dad said. Yep. Of course, he also said that, uh, yeah, he always said you're going to poke your eye out with that thing. And I said, Dad, that's a balloon. I'm not going to poke my eye out with the balloon. I always said that. <laughs> you have a disturbed look on your face. I think Rice Eccles Stadium really... I've never done drugs. When they're done with that, I, I think it might be... I mean, it's 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 not huge. It's not a huge stadium. It doesn't overwhelm you, but it sure feels like it's a, it's a good place to play football. Do you agree with that? Sure. I think, honestly, uh, the upgrades uh, on all the stadiums for the for the major programs. We were talking off the air about Weber State. I think they've they've done some cool stuff with a lot of the facilities. Did the end zone project up at Utah State that they did several years ago? Mm-hmm. The new yeah. press box up there because the old one was dangerous. Needed fixing. Yeah, right. I, I think the I think all the schools have done some st- neat stuff. I still remember the last game at the old Rice Stadium, and. Um, after the game was over, everybody knew it was the last game there. P- people were tearing pieces of benches out of there and beating the place up pretty good because they knew it was it was going to be all new and benefited from the Olympic uh, situation here. And uh, Rice Eccles really has turned into a, a really nice stadium, I think. More next. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Got big plans for the weekend, Jake? Oh, we've got some plans. I don't know. Big plans. I know. You got the, you got the little ones. It's a little more difficult to put on any big production, right? Well, you know, and summer, though, always seems to be busy on the weekends, right? Stuff stacks up. So I've been informed via Twitter that uh, there are people out there who work in construction who are really suffering out there in the heat. So I should not uh, celebrate the heat. And, like, honestly, two minutes after you said, oh, it's not 100 degrees, it It was 100 100 degrees. degrees, Let me see what my phone says now. See how accurate this thing is. It says 99. Mine says 99, but, yeah. Well, again, I don't think your phone is the official. (laughs) I don't think that's that's the end-all, be-all. It's not the National Weather Service? I don't think so. No. No, I don't. Um, but, yeah, I, I wish it weren't quite so hot. All right. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. I mean, I'm sitting in an air-conditioned studio right now talking. Or house or car. Or, yeah. <laughs> I'm not out roofing, you know. In fact, what, what manual labor is to be done at the Monson household is, is subcontracted out. 
Well, there are times, see, here's the thing, Jake. There are times when you have to rely on the experts. So, so let me ask you this. When the, when the gardener is hard at work, do you, do you poke your head out the window or out the door and go, man, I'm loving this hot weather. <laughs> this is great. No, but if I see them, I I will take them a drink or something or try to do something. To but see, that would be admitting that it's too hot outside, which is not <laughs> something that you're prepared to do. Yeah. Well, I you mean go out and actually do it myself? No, I'm saying that you, you sit down here and we say, Kyle, Austin and I complain. You're like, oh, it's hot. Or I just hate this heat. And you're like, wow, what are you talking about? This is great. <laughs> So if you actually gave the gardener, like, lemonade or water, you'd be acknowledging that it's unpleasant in the heat. Austin, that, that, that pose you struck was absolutely perfect. This is just, I was just standing here. You were standing there looking at me like, mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is what I'm doing. <laughs> okay, you got me there, but you're in the same air-conditioned building that I am. Do I look like a proud dad when his son caught a big fish for the first time? Because <laughs> that's how I feel. He got you. Maybe he said, you're, you're on the hook. You're right. <laughs> you're right. Both of you. All right. I hope it rains. Uh, Austin yeah, told us. Uh, the farmers deserve it. Uh, Austin told us, what did you say earlier? The forecast uh, doesn't have I any rain until, slightly, until yeah. late August. <laughs> it is, it's, it's August before it's predicted. Yeah. Really? Is that true? That can change. That's a month away here, fellas. It's only the 9th. I know, but you can get you can get 30-day forecasts. And I don't know how accurate they are, but. Not very. Did the governor tell us to pray for rain? Is that what he said? I think that was a while ago. I think Jesus did. Oh, maybe we should get praying. That was several weeks ago. So There's some rain around here. Yeah. I know Eric Jensen did. And it rained that weekend. So. You mean the guy who big-timed me last weekend? Yep, the guy oh, that, that guy? ignored and you. And you're speaking of calling someone on the car. You did. And he admitted that he did that, right? He did. I saw. I pulled up to a gas station to fill up my car over the weekend. I saw Eric, one of our part-time guys, our, our, one of our producers. Uh, fun fact, Eric Jensen. Fun fact, Eric Jensen was was walking by the gas station. And it was obviously Eric Jensen. So I yelled, hey, Eric! <laughs> and then I made some stupid joke like, aren't you supposed to be working right now, but huh? <laughs> and he just turned around and looked at me like I was a crazy person. Didn't say a word. Looked the other way and kept walking. Oh, that's kind of creeps you out, doesn't it? Well, he was he was. In Eric a, does creep me out. He was in often. a uh, a conversation with what turned out to be his brother. It wasn't just him. It was so it was, he was he was walking with the, with his brother, and I I yelled, but he did turn and look at me and then looked forward and then kept walking. So that, that okay. So question for you: When you're out and about, and you think you see someone you know. Do you risk the wave or not? No, Austin? So I love all you all, all you all out there that are listening that know me. I love you, but I really don't like running into you. And one of the benefits of gaining 50 pounds and losing my hair since high school is no one knows it's me. So I can just keep on going. See, I'm with Austin except for it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Like if I if I don't have anywhere to be and I'm I'm in a good mood and I run into somebody, uh, you know I'm I'm happy to chat. But if I'm like if I'm at the grocery store and I'm trying to get in and get out, you're not messing around. Well, I'm I'm ducking behind aisles when I see somebody I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know it, it depends on holding where up I'm, magazines yeah. in front of my face. <laughs> it depends so on get, where I'm you at. Have a, you have a streak of shyness that comes over you, and you just don't want to no. even say hi because if you're going to wave at someone and you can't say hi to them. 
you're, you're risking that they may not wave back, and then you've been left. We've all done that, right? Well, I don't. Yeah. I don't really care about that. I'm more thinking like <laughs> the inconvenience to me. <laughs> I've I've gone a step further a few times in my life, Gordon, where I don't just silently wave. I'm like, hey, baby, how are you? Good to see you. How are the kids? And then we get closer, and I'm like, you're a stranger. I yeah, look crazy, yeah, don't I? I've been there. I've done that. As they're, before, as yeah. they're uh, uh, reaching for their pepper spray. Yeah, right. No, I've been there before, too. It's been so long. Hey, Yay, Kevin. It's great to see you. <laughs> you are not Kevin. How'd that rash turn out, baby? <laughs> It's yeah. risky enough just waving at somebody because they may not wave back. And if they don't wave back, then you feel like, did I do the right thing? You know what I have done, though? Wow, this is not a productive segment. You know <laughs> I what disagree. I have done? You know what? I, I've taken to waving at everybody in my neighborhood, though. You do? Like when they drive That's by or no, when they're wife, walking or, or something that, like yeah. that. I'll just wave to everybody because I, I just feel it uh, neighborly. That's know? a good point because I'll do that for any car that drives by yeah. because I can't. I, I can't necessarily see who's behind there, what I and, but it's likely a neighbor. Yeah. And I don't want my neighbor to get home and be like, well, that guy's a jerk. He yeah. won't even wave at his neighbor. But what if it's somebody just driving by who has nothing to do with your they neighbor? They get a free wave? Yeah, they get a wave. What is a hurt? Hi, neighbor. Yeah. It's like, I see you, and but they might I, wish not be a a neighbor. Good, I wish you a good day. Well, who cares? And what difference does it make? Whether they're a neighbor or not, even if they, but if they have ill intent in my neighborhood, they see me waving. Now they know I know they were there. <laughs> I saw you. <ya. laughs> And they'll think so, twice before robbing my yeah, house because I oh, saw them. Oh. What about Gordon talking about, well, maybe it's not a neighbor. Like like somebody from Cottonwood Heights doesn't deserve a wave, you know? Well, why would you be waving? Okay, this is a thing. He's from that, Draper. No, no. This he is, gets no waves He's from a jet, me, and sir. I'm a shark. There, there are parts in this country where everybody waves and says hi. And Utah is, is a little bit that way. But you go other places and people don't do that. You say hi to people and they think they're almost shocked by it. It's like, what? But if but if you're in your neighborhood, where are you? Here. And if I'm in my neighborhood, where am I? There. Utah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't wave to people from Centerville. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Only people from my neighborhood. And I make sure it's a full hand when I oh, wave. come on. If somebody waves at you and you don't know them, doesn't that freak you out a little bit? Not at all. I always wave back. Why would that freak you out? Because you don't know them. So? Gordon's like, they found us. <laughs> Get the bag. We got to run again. <laughs> I wave to people I don't know all the time. You really you think really? that's weird? Yeah. People wave at me. I'll wave back. Who cares? All it is is two two human citizens saying, good day. How are you? I yeah. acknowledge you, and uh, I'll throw a smile and a wave your That's way. That's kind of weird. It's not. <laughs> That's kind of weird. That's not weird at all. It is. It it's is kind of weird. It's not. No, it's like smiling at people. Which is also not weird. No, you smile at somebody, and they look at you like, what do you want? That's not true. I told you about the day that you know, we're I not in the Sopranos. I, I don't smile, you know, and, and, and everyone always says smile. So I, one day I decided I'm going to smile at everybody all day long, and all it did is freak everybody yeah, out. Because you go with the Jack Nicholson Joker smile. <laughs> so here we started out talking about Eric big timing me, and we learned that Gordon big times everybody. No, I don't. Somebody's like, hey, people. how you doing? No, no, no. If somebody says hi to me, I'm saying hi back. I will. I'm Gordon. Nassi. I just don't know whether I should initiate the high. So why if not? So, if somebody, I might not know it. What would Jesus do? If somebody drives by your house and waves at I you, I don't know. Would Jesus say hi? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. My, maybe my favorite drop of all time just happened. <laughs> all right, we'll have more big show coming uh, up. I, you <laughs> know, should we? 
I mean, should we say hi? Yes. Okay, all right, I'll say hi. You jerk. My, well, my wife says hi to everybody. It's kind of And you just called her weird. No, not weird. You said creepy. You said it's weird. It's weird to wave at people. You said that not 30 seconds ago, and now you say your wife does it all the time. So is Lisa weird? Answer faster. Very friendly is what she is. Wow. I wouldn't want to be you. That smile does look like you fell into a chemical spill. I, I do. I, 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 I freak people out when I smile Busted at them. Busted from the top rope. Bam. I, I oh, that's the Riddler. It. My bad. No, I admit it. I did. I spent the whole day smiling at people, and they all said, stop well, it. Yeah, the Cheshire cat width. <laughs> yeah. You can bring it in a little there. <laughs> the, the Chester smile isn't. Look like the Grinch. Stay tuned. More next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Kind of crooked. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire, every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. How about this? Our friend uh, Linda Hamilton weighing in. First of all, shout out to Linda, one of my favorite yeah, people. Linda, wonderful. Yeah, Linda's the best. Uh, we were joking about waving to people not in your neighborhood because Gordon has a problem with that for some reason. No, I reason. don't have a problem. I just, and, I just don't know when it's appropriate to do it and when it isn't. And Linda tweets in. She says, we centervillians won't wave at you either. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. I didn't bring up Centerville. You did. Uh, all right. It is time uh, for 20 seconds of baseball, uh, which is always a highlight of the day. Uh, brought to you by our friends at Peach Building and Door, or Window and Door, excuse me. For more than 25 years, Peach Window and Door has been providing superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today. 801-566-1255 for all of your window and door needs. It is time now for 20 seconds of baseball. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the Big Show's Austin Horton right here on the Zone Sports Network. The Salt Lake Bees had not won a single game all season when trailing in the eighth inning until last night. Scott's first pitch to Adele. Line to the left center field base hit. Here comes Jay with a tying run. Here comes Dice with a winning run. The Bees in Sacramento continue that homestand in Salt Lake tonight, 6 o'clock right here on the Zone. All right, there you go. Good for the bees. Good on the bees. Think Clowkey's stoked that the new Vegas uh, baseball stadium has air conditioning? Yeah, he's talked about it several times this oh, season. Oh, man, I would complain about that till I was blue in the face. Can in you fact, imagine uh, a day game in Vegas? Uh, and there was no AC yeah. in the old stadium. None. They never had AC in not Vegas. Not in the press box, not in the Nowhere. Yeah. Well, that's fine as long as you show up in a T-shirt and some shorts. Even then, Even it's like then. 119 in Vegas in the shade. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Last night, he also brought up uh, during the broadcast uh, that New Orleans, they don't go there anymore. But when they would go there, he would die mm. because of the humidity and yeah. the heat. And Memphis mm. or Nashville, one or the other. Well, it's good to hear Clocky's calls. 
Sure is. Shout out to our guy, Steve. Making dreams come true. I like when uh, Joe Adele hits something he usually throws in an Adele pun. Ah, yes. Like rolling in the deep or setting fire to the you, rain. Think about this for a second. You ever wonder, so Steve does a one-man broadcast for, what, 140 minor league games a year? Does that sound right? About that, yeah. Usually about 50 less than majors. How much more on air, how many more words on air does Steve Klauke speak in a year than anyone else in this market? Wow. Good question. You said 50 games less. That would be the pros. I mean, the majors were playing 192. 100 and they play 162, right? Yeah. And I think mine, I think AAA pay, plays 114 or something like that. Oh, is it 114? I thought it was more than that. Yeah, I Maybe thought it, it is. was 140, but I, I could be wrong. Who Maybe knows? it is. Things are changing. In but the, the fact remains, Jake, he's got to have a record, Clowkey, for a number of words spoken consecutively. Right. He's been with the Bees since 1993. <laughs> no one else has done that gig except maybe two or three times. I mean, we're, we're, we're doing a five-hour, two-man show. Yeah. Five <laughs> days a week. And I bet you we don't even come close to speaking as many no words as Steve And does. I don't know about you, but when I go home, I'm a quiet man. Often. I know you are, too. You don't go home yabbering. No, sometimes you, you need to take a break from 144 games, by the way, in AAA. No, oh, it's almost the same. Compared That's too to 162. Many. That's yeah. too many minor league games. That's a lot. But they're entirely relying on the gate. I almost get that one. They're not getting any well, TV, and though. Concessions. And concessions. But people yeah, at I the ballpark for okay, a game. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I drove by the ballpark last night. It looked like it was hopping. It's good. I drove by it last night as well. Where were you going? Uh, I took a wrong turn. <laughs> and I ended up there. Down at 13th and West Temple? Well, okay, I was I was heading That's down. That's nowhere near home. I was heading down West Temple to get on the freeway, and I was, I, I was on the phone or something, and I got distracted. And instead of taking the turn to the right that takes you over to the freeway, I took the turn to the left onto West Temple. And so I thought— I, I, was this I after the show last night? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So then I drove down West Temple to the stadium, and there it looked like it was, uh, you know, a lot of people around. Now, I'm worried about your distracted driving first. Second, I'm a little concerned because that's a really big on-ramp, and it's been there for a really long time. I know, but I usually don't go that way. So I was like I was ever just, in your entire Salt Lake City no, life. I've, I've, yeah, I've done it. I've done it before, but I just because there's like six lanes that get onto the freeway and one like alley that stays <laughs> <that's> on. <true. laughs> no, there's two lanes that go off to the left. It's like a bike trail that goes on to West Temple. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I was on my totally one way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it looked. I mean, that's a that's a terrific place to go watch a baseball game. It is, and a ballpark, by the way, that I think is uh, has held up very, very well over the years. It was once again voted best view in all of baseball. Yeah. Not just the view though. The Wait truck, a minute, all of baseball, major all of league, baseball. everything. Best view in all of um, all of North American baseball. Is that because of Mount Olympus back there? Yeah, the snow capped mountains. Oh, I probably. thought it was the fire department in left field. Yes, it's because of the mountains. I thought it was the target sign uh, <laughs> in the distance. Bumble out there doing jumping jacks. There's no Sitco sign like there is at Fenway. Is Sitco even around? Or do they just keep the sign for kicks? But I think that's the, the testament to a, a well-designed ballpark that it doesn't feel hokey after a couple of decades, right? It doesn't feel like campy. Well, they built it retro. 
Right, right, right. Which is why I like that style. Yeah. Kind of like Hanbin Yard started yes. that whole that whole trend or whatever. I like that trend. Like Coors Field is very similar. I mean, it's it's not going to go out of date really anytime soon. I hope I hope they take good care of it. Meanwhile, it like like, they are. like stadiums like the Astrodome that they all those stadiums they built in the 70s which were such disasters and oh, couldn't well, like I, I mean, could knock still, those down fast still enough. close to my Oh, it hurt me the day they knocked the vet down. Uh, what about the Metrodome? Even though it was a concrete. Or kinda. or uh, what was the, the Metro- Sky Dome? Sky Dome. What was the one in Seattle that was falling King apart? Dome. The King Dome. That oh, yeah. part of the roof like nearly killed people. <laughs> During games? Well, the Metro- rebar Remember the snow collapsed the Metrodome's roof? Remember yeah. those videos? Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was within the last decade. The three that were so similar were Three Rivers, the Vet, and uh, Riverfront. Should never yeah. have built any of those. Just knock knock those down as soon as I you remember can. the day that they moved from Connie Mack Stadium, the old Shibe Park, to the Vet, the Phillies. And uh, Larry Boa was the shortstop, and he looked around at the Vet and said, this is like a palace. But it wasn't. What year would that have been? 71? 1911. And then the acid wore off, and he was like, never mind. Larry Boa was on acid? Probably. That was the mustache guy, right? Or is that? No, that's no. somebody else. Larry Boa was a longtime third base coach for the Yankees. Who was the Mets manager who got thrown out, put on the mustache, <laughs> put on the mustache and the glasses and came back? Bobby Valentine. That's right. Bobby. That's who I'm Put on the of. old Groucho Marx yeah. uni and, and came back. <laughs> sat on the bench like no one would notice. Which is really funny. I remember the days of Johnny Callison and... Uh, and, Christy uh, Matheson, Bo- Bobby Wine, and who else? Uh, Dick Allen, Richie Allen back then. Carl Bartholomew and Chris Short and, and uh, Derek Beckerstrom and Jim Dalrymple or whatever his name was. Oh well. Bernard uh, Wilson, <laughs> Honus <laughs> Wagner. You remember Willie Montanez, don't you? The old Expos player. He went from the. I think he went either from the Phillies to the Expos or the Expos of Phillies. I think he went to the Expos. I remember Willie Williamson. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Ah, the memories. The big show. Ninety-seven-five and twelve-eighty of the zone. Memories that sports spawn. Wrap it up a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Gordon, another week comes and goes. Yes, we hope everyone has a safe and happy weekend. And uh, good Friday night, good Saturday night, good Sunday night. Until Monday. I'm going to see you uh, tomorrow night. Yeah, we're going to be rocking. I suppose, at the Velour, checking out the party hounds. You're going to be dancing and singing? Uh, probably. We'll see. See how it goes. See where the night takes me. Never been to the Velour. Well, I'm actually really looking forward to that. It's kind of a, it's it's a legendary venue. Is it legendary? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's there's been so many like recent... neon trees, Imagine Dragons. Oh yeah. That's new legend. How long? It's still how long, legend. How long has it been there? Still legend. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> Just you made it sound like it's that been was, there for eighty that was... years, like that stone pony. If BB King didn't play it, it's not legendary. That that is like the most West Egg new money thing that Gordon has ever said. <laughs> West Egg. What the? was that? The new money one, or was it uh, East Egg? I, I think it was remember. East. Was it about, East yeah. Egg? Who was? Typically, what? East is what? usually the money. Yeah. What are you talking about? You really don't know? No. Now I'm calling you unsophisticated. Yeah, I know. F. Scott Fitzgerald, man. The Great Gatsby? Oh, yeah. Okay, now I'm with you. Never did like that book.
I don't think you read well, it. You, you are, you are it the great Gatsby. I read it though, in ninth so. grade. What? Yeah, you are the you are Jay Gatsby, man. You've been everywhere. You've seen everything. You've done it all. Is he Jay or is he Tom? Uh, he's Tom writing about Jay, but kind of takes on Jay. Tom had some villainous behavior, which is not Gordon. But, right, yeah. But the the, up, the upstanding part of the the stories of Tom, the East Egg part oh, of Tom. He, oh, so he's the guy who worked his tail off to make something out of himself. No, 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 no. no. He's the other guy. Pulled himself up by the bootstraps. <gasps> no, no, he's the other one. You're more Jay. You, yeah. Jay's a fine guy. He just is kind of a. He was a bootlegger. Exaggerator. Though. Exaggerator. <laughs> he okay. says he was a sailor and. Well, I, you know, just be, don't, don't know. hold it against me that I was, I've been sailing. I know. You know? Hmm. Anyway. And, and he's dined with kings and. Can't be le- legendary. Played polo with juice. Literally. Not just played polo with her. She taught me how it's to It's like play. six chapters of that book is playing polo with rich people. <laughs> I'm sorry. See this on no, no, off button that, and then that, turn that, it that off. That was solely because I was working for the LA Times at that time. And, and, I, and she was. One of the the LA Times. And I was learning about polo because I didn't come from that background. You know, I did not know they stamped down the turf between chuckers or whatever it's called. What were the periods called? You two had some weird pillow talk. That's taking me down memory lane. I'm sure it is. I'm riding that horse straight on down memory lane. Wouldn't Mr. Goodspeed have a problem with that? Tom was a great guy, and I, I don't know whether he's still around, he's with us, or whether they're together, I don't I don't know. They, they had that type of relationship, huh? <laughs> but Gordon's like, we'll always have polo. <laughs> really, Juice, Juice was, uh, she, she was, she was a very nice lady. Sounds like it. Yeah, I liked her. <laughs> Sounds like it. <laughs> I liked Tom, too. Weird. <laughs> Tom told me He's about Jay the time. when he was young. He was standing at the bus stop with his boots on, his polo boots on, and how embarrassing that was. All right, Gordon, you have yourself you a nice. that up a little bit, man. You have yourself a nice weekend. I'm I'm talk to you on Monday a little bit, on the big morning. show, 97.5 and 12 the zone.